The Latter-day Lives podcast is not owned or operated by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any opinions expressed or implied in this recording are solely those of the host and guests and not of any specific organization, unless otherwise stated. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Latter-day Lives podcast. My name is Sean Rapier. I am your host. This is episode 36, and we're so glad you decided to join us again this week. What a fantastic episode. Josh Fonokalafi is just one of those guys. Not only is he so funny, but when we met to record this, it was the first time I had met him. You know, there are certain certain people you meet who are just good people. That's Josh. Josh is the kind of guy you just want to hang out with. Uh, just super funny and such a nice, good guy. And uh, Josh and I sit down and we talk all about his comedy career. Just fantastic. And this week in my Latter-day life, I'm going to tell you a little bit uh, about lessons learned while buying a loaf of bread. So it's a great show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's conversation. My guest today here in studio is a very talented comedian uh, who has a fantastic life that uh, we're going to talk about right now. My guest is Josh Fonokalafi. Josh, welcome. Thank you. You're so kind. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great to have you here. Uh, We're going to start off talking about your last name, Fonokalafi, which is a fantastic name. How badly does Fonokalafi get slaughtered? All the time. All the time. (laughs) I was... uh... The most interesting story about my name was at a wrestling meet. I was called to the mat. You were a wrestler. Yeah, I was a wrestler in high school. Oh, good. Okay. And uh, and when I was called to my mat side, they actually called me Joseph Fonokalafi. Joseph. They got <laughs> the last name perfect, and they. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So they got the last they name the just last right. Name perfect. But the first name is where they really where they really messed up. Yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. So, Photo Kalafi, tell us what kind of uh, last name you, you have there. Uh, so, it's a Tongan last name. Uh, yeah. It translates to shorthand, like shorthand writing. Um, shorthand writing, right, Photo Kalafi. It's, it's always cool until you find out what the translation is. Is it really shorthand? <laughs> yeah, it's it? <laughs> so long. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, it, um, so, it's a Tongan last name. Tongan last name. Now, is your mom or your dad Tongan? It's my dad. Your dad's Tongan. And your mom? My mom is uh, part Samoan. Part Samoan. Yeah. Okay. So you, so you grew up, um, you know, uh, we had the guys from Yosama who are, are uh, Samoan, and we talked a lot about growing up Polynesian. Yeah. A lot of your stand-up comedy material is about being Polynesian, mm-hmm. or a fair amount of it anyway. Yeah. And so tell me about growing up uh, in the Fonokalafi family. Uh, it... it I don't. I don't think that it was very unique from. I guess what would refer to as like a traditional home. Oh, really? Yeah, there were there were some of those things like like we didn't call top ramen ramen. We called it Simon. Simon. Yeah, and so when we tell our friends we're going to go home and eat Simon, they were like, <laughs> like another cat. Like you where? guys are getting rid of another cat. <laughs> where did the name Simon come from? I I have I don't know. Like yeah. Um, Tongans are, are, or Polynesians in general, uh, two things is they'll, they'll replace letters that hmm. don't exist in their alphabet. So I think that's how Simon ramen became oh, Simon. And then like they'll add it. Every, every word has to end with a vowel. <laughs> so, so like telephone is like telephony. 
Yeah. Like, like they're like, they're, I've heard that before. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it was really, I moved in with, uh, with some cousins when we moved to Washington. Yeah. And that was the most annoying thing was that every <laughs> word ended with a vowel. So we talked about that with the Yosamo guys about how spoon is a spoony and, uh, how a knife is a knifey. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm going to knifey you. Yeah, like, I'm going to knifey you. It doesn't sound as intimidating no. to threaten to knifey someone. It's like a little baby talk. little so, gangster baby talk. In your family, you have siblings? Yeah. Uh, so I'm the youngest of four. I have one brother and two sisters, mm. uh, which typically is small for a Polynesian family. Yeah. I mean, it's, I would say average Mormon family, four kids. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, you know, somewhat average. Yeah. My dad, I think my dad... 13. I think that he was like number seven of 13 siblings. See, we see that a lot where if one generation comes from a ton of kids, they say, yeah, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I'm not doing that to my kids. So then there are three or four and then maybe that family then has someone. Do you, do you have siblings who have a lot of kids? Uh, my sister Anna has five. She's at five now. So she's already broken through the yeah. Fonokalafi barrier. Yeah. She's allowed to say yeah. that her life is harder than my mom's now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, uh, tell us where you grew up. So, uh, born in Ogden, Utah, uh, lived there till I was 11. And then we moved to Washington Yeah, uh, where I grew up. And you grew up in Vancouver near Portland. Yes. Yeah. yeah so different, different part of Washington. Beautiful area. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And it, and it's kind of nauseating. I have to describe that with, it's funny that I have to say I grew up in Vancouver near Portland. Yeah. Cause people. Well, there's, there's also Vancouver, British Columbia. Right. You know. Which was, which was actually a really funny story when Vancouver, BC got the Olympics. Oh a yeah. A ton of people flooded Vancouver, Washington. Did they really? Yeah. Dressed in Olympic <laughs> gear. And they were like. <laughs> We didn't understand how we got such a good hotel deal. <laughs> I know why. I know exactly why. <laughs> People were visiting Vancouver, Washington, thinking it was Vancouver, BC. Yeah. That's fantastic. I never heard it that before. missed by 16 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not really that close. Oh, that's funny. When you were growing up in your family, were you the funny guy? Or did it come naturally to you? Uh, I didn't know. I, I was because I did like the dumbest stuff because I was the youngest. Yeah. Like my parents, when I came around, my parents were done being parents. <laughs> they were like, they were like the pros at it. So I, yeah. I really didn't get to be in trouble a lot. I didn't really yeah. get to do like the, let's just get it done. Right. Let's just grow up already. I think I'm going through that phase now. In fact, <laughs> right. yeah. With my own, I get that. But there were, there were times, I think we were watching the little mermaid once and uh, and I thought that my dad was staring at the screen too much, and then I said, "Dad, you're married to mom." <laughs> In the Little Mermaid. <laughs> oh, that's great. So when did you when did you discover? Hey, I've got a real talent for comedy. Uh, well, that's actually an interesting story. So I I was uh, madly in love with this girl. In, yes. in, in Washington, right? It's one of those stories. It's perfect. And, uh, and she decided she wanted to serve a mission. Mm. And so I didn't want to tell her, Hey, it's me or God, but <laughs> it's kind of me or God. <laughs> and, uh, it's quite a way to put it. Right. So we broke up, uh, so that she could get ready for a mission. And, uh, I didn't want to be a distraction, but then she started dating a lot. What? And then she started dating someone. <laughs> and uh and it hurt no so so i moved oh uh, josh that's bad i moved to ogden and uh and that's what i decided I, there was like a ton of things i wanted to do before i die yeah or get married 
Yeah. It's like the same thing. Same thing. Right. It's really, it's pretty much the same thing. Just, My wife never listens to this, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like stand up was one of them. I saw so, them. so wait, did the girl end up going on a mission? She did. She didn't stay back with this chump? Uh, no, uh, she went on her mission. Uh, I think, I think I had started comedy, started doing open mic, and then a month or two into me living here, I got an email from her that said, I've been called to serve at the Temple Square Salt Lake City Mission. <laughs> and that was the day I realized that God is the funniest yes. comedian. <laughs> Wonderful sense of humor God has for it's all like, of us. Hilarious. As hilarious. you're in Ogden, he sends, uh, sends her over to Temple Square. Right. I was like, we're going to laugh about this. Not today. Right. But someday. <laughs> someday. Today's not the day. So finishing out that story, are you still in touch with her? Um, somewhat. We're friends on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, but she she's married uh, mm. to the guy that she uh, she left when she went on her mission. So they got married and they they are happy. Yeah. I see it a lot. They, they are happy. <laughs> <They're> happy. <laughs> I'm so happy they're happy. <laughs> My brother uh, dated a girl who decided to go on a mission, uh-huh. and so she broke up with him to get ready for her mission, and then she went through the temple and got into the celestial room, and there was a guy from her ward who she had known for a long time, and he walked up and said, I love you, and we should get married, and she said, I agree, and didn't go on her mission. Married that guy. <laughs> so count yourself lucky. My brother was <laughs> like, wait a minute, what does that say about me? <laughs> So, um, what was it like the first time you, you did stand up? Where was it and how did uh, that come about? So it was the old Salt Lake wise guys, not there anymore. It used to be in Charlie square. Yeah. And, and, uh, I remember, uh, being super, super nervous. Sure. But, but you just have to do it. How many minutes were you doing? Three, three minutes, just three minutes. So for the non-comedy audience, three minutes sounds like, I mean, oh. I can stand on my head for three minutes. Three minutes on stage either goes by as a snap or it's about an hour and a half. Yeah. It's amazing how much you can sweat in three minutes, right? I mean, for me, I'm soaked by the end of my first three minutes I ever did. I was soaked before I got up there. It's it's amazing how long three minutes takes when you're trying to fill the silence with and um Um <laughs> That's that that's the open micers that's their their dreaded phrase. Um, and, um and that's the only sound you can hear in the room. Um What I'm always amazed by are the the open mic guys who have three minutes and they get up and they spend the first minute and a half asking the crowd where they're from and how they're doing and <laughs> how's it going? They, who came in from out of state? You're like, guy, you got three minutes. Let's get the, through this. Yeah, I, I, re- I found out real soon that the first the, the most annoying joke that ever we do. So anyone out there is thinking about stand up for the first time, don't comment on the light. It's like the most annoying thing. On the light? Yeah. Oh, like, when you oh, get the it's light. So, it's so bright up here. It's so Oh bright. yeah. I can't see you all. Yeah. That's uh for sure. That's a lot of the comments people get. When you first did your well, let's go I want to go back and get to know you a little bit better before we jump into all the stand up sure. stuff. Um so you were living in Vancouver. Was it just straight from Vancouver here or did you live anywhere else? No, it was, it was back to Ogden. I wanted to, uh, find something. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I chose Ogden. Born in Ogden, then lived in Vancouver the mm-hmm. whole time and then straight back to Ogden. Straight back to Ogden. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, and you've been in Ogden for how long now? Uh, like nine and a half years now. Yeah. 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 So your first time when you get up on stage and do stand up, do you remember 
Do you remember your first joke? I do. Yeah. What was your, can you tell us? I can, I can tell you, I can tell you, and then I can tell you what I did wrong. <laughs> when I told that so the, uh, the joke was uh, that, uh, I was, I was, I was walking around the, the mall before coming here and, uh, and some guy stopped me and he, and he started yelling at me and I must've said something that offended him because he called me a homophobe. And then I got mad because I'm not a homophobe. Like I love homes. I love living in them and I love staying in them. I hope to own one one day. That's a great it's, joke. It's gay people that kind of scare me though. <laughs> Did that joke go well? Oh, it killed. Have you had a show where you have really bombed? Where you oh, walked yes. off and said, I I can't do this. Do I can't wanna, do this ever again. Do you want to hear about my la- um my worst show? Yes. Yeah, to my worst show. Worst I hope show. it wasn't your last show. No, it wasn't no. my last show. Uh, so Idaho Falls. Have you heard of the Idaho Falls room? The no. pepper tree? Mm-mm. I'm going to name it specifically. The pepper tree, <laughs> the in, pepper Idaho tree in Idaho Falls. Yeah. Uh, I think it was booked through. It's a, I think it's a triple, but I don't know if it's a room anymore. So the pepper tree is like the absolute worst room <laughs> in in America. I'm convinced. Yeah, it, it, they they do they do comedy Thursday night, Wednesday night. They do it Wednesday night, and and they they had comedy night, and then they had a dance party. And it wasn't like you do comedy, the, the, the headliner's like, all right, good night, everyone. And the DJ comes up and he goes, all right, in five minutes, I'm going to get the dancing started. Yeah. It was the headliner goes, all right, good night, everyone. And then the DJ goes, let's dance. And then everyone, <laughs> yeah, everyone I mean, starts to grind. You don't even get off stage and oh everybody's dancing. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, no one who shows up is there for comedy. They're all there to dance. Oh, they're all there to dance. And, and so... Uh, they, I have to do 30. So probably about five minutes into my set, the, the dancing pr- crowd starts showing up and they're talking and there's no one policing this noise. Oh, no. no one is paying attention to me. I'm just, I'm just one of the crowd who just happens to be on stage with a mic <laughs> like that. <laughs> that's what's happening. And, uh, Oh, that's so painful to hear. And oh. I get, I get heckled with you suck, get off the stage. And I was like, I know, sir, but I have like 25 more minutes. And they won't pay me if I don't finish. <laughs> oh. and, then, uh, and then this guy uh, from the back corner of the room, the back left corner, I hear someone go, yeah, like right in the middle of a setup. And I was like, okay. And so I just keep talking. And then he he's migrated to another part of the room. And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he's doing this the entire time. And then the stage is one of those platforms that's like maybe two feet. A little riser. Like, yeah. So yeah, just a little riser. And, and, and so like before long, he's toe to toe with the stage in the spotlight with me, holding a beer and looking at me and just going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While you're trying to do setups. While I'm trying to set up. Oh, and like gosh, in my this head, hurts to hear. In my head, I was like, this is the reason. This is the reason that they're going to find my body in my hotel room. <laughs> you, sir, have ruined everything. Everything. Did you ever walk off stage saying, that's it. There was my last show. That so, was it. I'm done. So, I, yeah, that was that was the one where I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. Yeah. And when I, when I left, this is how I closed my set. I said, 
I said, uh, I'm Josh from coffee. I wish there was a dam nearby. I could blow up. And I walked off stage. <laughs> I wish there was a dam. I could blow up. Yeah. I wish there was a dam nearby. I could blow up. <laughs> and everyone, everyone heard that. And they started to boo me. Oh no. Because apparently like in the, in the sixties, the Teton dam ruptured. Oh, that's <laughs> right. <And> like, <laughs> flooded all of Idaho falls. <laughs> And apparently, oh. they're not over it yet. Oh, no, Josh. This is so good. <laughs> that was... I, I've always said that the test of a comedian, if you want to know if you're a true comedian, you know, you go up and you do your first mic, your open mic, and it's fine. I mean, most guys don't die. You, no one expects anything. Right. The disappointing thing is when, you, when you're doing open mic, and, and then especially when you start opening uh, but when you're doing open mic and the MC will go, all right, this next guy up and hey, it takes a lot of courage <laughs> for this guy. He may not be good, you know, but try to be nice. Try to be supportive. Really, look, he's just, he's only going to be up here for three minutes anyway. By the time it's done, you just, you get up there and go, hi, I don't know why I'm here, but usually open mic is fine. But you do that first show that you really tank. And I mean like tank. I've had I remember the first show that 10 minutes in, I was like, I'm never winning this crowd back. Nothing I can say, nothing I can do. And you go to bed that night going, I have done my last show. When you wake up the next morning, if you start thinking, okay, I can get up again, you're a comedian. If not, I know guys who had that first experience. They said, I'm done. I can never, I can never live through it again because it's always possible. But then you learn what jokes you have that can always win a crowd. Right. And you kind of keep those in your back pocket, like, okay, it's time to do this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you recently did a, uh, we had, uh, Steve on last week who did a dry bar comedy special as well, but you've done your own dry bar comedy special. Yeah. How yeah, is that? Dry bar special. Um, it's good. Uh, it's, it's, uh, the specific Islander, the specific that's, Islander. That's what I named my special. <laughs> I had not seen that. What a great name. The specific Islander. Yeah. That's really funny. It, it came from uh, after a show, some guy walked up to me and he was like, Hey, are you one of them specific Islanders? And I was like, <laughs> a guy really uh, said that. Yeah. To you. Oh like, my uh, gosh. That's yes, funny. Yes, I am. Uh, from the specific ocean. Yeah. <laughs> is where those specific islands are. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's extra funny knowing that you're part, Tongan and part Samoan because yeah. you're a non-specific islander, <laughs> but you are the specific islander. That's really funny. Uh, what's the what's been the response from uh, when you're when when Polynesian fans come and see you because you do a good amount of Polynesian material? Yeah, I like I like when they do because I have a, I have this perfect line that I love delivering because yeah. I, I like to announce that I'm Polynesian yeah. when I perform and and if there are Polynesians in the crowd they usually give me a good chihu or they're like yeah yeah and I'm like oh yeah I saw you guys get ready to hate the next 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> hope you're prepared yeah I saw I saw you do that and I was dying also tell us about being confused with being Mexican Oh man! Because I'm not kidding, Josh. I was doubled over crying <laughs> at this material. So good. In the yeah, it happens. It happens a lot, and I'm convinced that it's because I'm, I was born in America that people are just like, "Oh, you're Hispanic." <laughs> uh, I think the I think the funniest comment. I used to I used to own a landscaping business with my dad in Washington, and <laughs> the funniest comment was from this uh, the girl that I was dating. Her brother was like. 
what what is a what does a Polynesian look like mowing a lawn? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a Mexican, just bigger. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so funny. Uh, the whole the whole thing with Mexico actually you'll maybe appreciate this more being a, a comic. The worst moment of comedy I ever had. I did a it was the uh, a, it was a national teachers conference or something. It was like a couple hundred teachers, mm-hmm. something like that. And I was the entertainment. And I do a joke where I go, you know, I I uh, I say, you know, I'm 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 not a racist, but I really, which I'm not a racist, but makes the whole audience just go, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> but I go, I'm not a racist. I just feel like, uh, you know, people shouldn't be coming here stealing our jobs and taking over our culture and changing things. And I support that we should build a wall. And I don't want you to get me wrong. I don't hate Canadians. I just feel like <laughs> they come here with their French. They don't assimilate. They want poutine. You know, what's, what's, what's the deal with those guys? Which is very much a relief to the audience. Well, I'm right. doing this teacher's conference and I, I did the build up, and I'm about to say, I don't hate Canadians. And I get through, you know, I just feel like, and we should build a wall. And, and a Hispanic woman stood up and yelled, you're a racist pig. And stormed out. <laughs> now, some of her friends got up to help her out. Now, do I deliver the punchline? So then I had to reel it back and say, here's the punchline. But now it's not funny because I've explained the joke. Someone stormed out. Right. And then the guy got up and said, maybe we should just be done with today. <laughs> <laughs> I was 20 minutes into a 30-minute set. And he just goes, I, I, think we're, I think we're just good. And I went, yeah, but... No, the joke was about Canadians. That's not racist. <laughs> Let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah, that was a real a I, real highlight for me. I love, uh, I have this one bit um, that I love. I love doing, and it's about moving to to uh, the West Coast. And I say that I, I had a huge culture shock yeah. when I moved out there. Because I, I grew up in Ogden, and the only black guy I ever saw was Jordy LaForge from Star Trek. <laughs> This is the one with the visor. <laughs> and I love it because the audience gets really nervous because I, yeah. I moved out to the West Coast and I was just like, whoa, all of you don't need that visor to see <laughs> this. <laughs> I, like, I like building that tension of that like, oh, such, this is, this is going to be really bad. I'm like, no, it's really nerdy. Such a great, great premise. So growing up, back to your your childhood, but growing up in Ogden, is were you raised in the church or your family all members? Yeah, uh, so my dad my dad converted before my brother was eight. Oh yeah, and then we were all we're all yeah baptized members. Yeah. So when you when you perform outside of Utah, do people ask you about? Oh, you're from Utah. Are you Mormon? Do you get that question a lot? Um, I once. When I said that I was a Polynesian born in Utah, I had some guy yell, Mormon! And like, that's like... <laughs> Which they would never do for anybody else. Yeah. No one no one would ever say, yeah, I'm this from New York. You're a Jew. Right. No one would ever yell that out, you know? We get that, though, with the Mormons. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't... Like, I do sometimes, when in conversation, when people find out, they go, oh, you're one of those Mormon boys? I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. One of those Mormon boys. I've heard that before too. Are you one of those Mormons? Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, then and then you. There's always those people that explain like, oh yeah, I'm Mormon, but I'm not like 
that Mormon. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? Does that bother you? That bugs that, me that to bugs, no end. It really bugs me. Yeah, that bugs me when people say, "But yeah, but I'm not that kind of Mormon." Right. Like what? I mean, you don't have a handcart. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <I don't have laughs> like, what does that mean? One of those Mormons. I was. Uh, I I had a company that we ended up selling to another company, and I got kept on by the other company to work for them and. When I, I went out to do training for this company out in California, and the owner of the company took me aside. He said, hey, some of the marketing people took me aside and said, we've heard this guy who's coming is Mormon. And so should we dress a certain way? Should we, like, is there, is there things we should say and not say? And he was like, have you really never met a Mormon? <laughs> and they were like, no, we've never met a Mormon. And me, with my stupid sense of humor, I stood up to do the training and I said, well, I, I, I just want you to know I'm from Utah, and I know some of you are nervous about me being Mormon, but I promise there is nothing to it. In fact, last night I was telling one of my wives <laughs> that <laughs> we should, and oh, the looks on their faces when they didn't know it was a joke, and the owner of the company is in the back just busting up, but uh, it's kind of fun to mess around with people sometimes. That's funny. Now, you're getting ready to leave Utah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I've decided... Uh decided to uproot and um move back to washington because uh, i'm fickle and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't choose to where to be an adult yeah that's uh, great yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited about the move i'm excited about some of the opportunities yeah portland has such an amazing comedy scene. oh yeah i mean yeah. it's it's unbelievable the comedy that comes out of portland and so you've got such a unique voice too i think wherever you take it i mean you know, comedians are the the somewhat the sum of their experiences, and I think you've got a unique voice that you can take out to Portland, and and you'll do really well with it. That's that's what I'm hoping. Like the last, the first time I went out to Portland, there was a lot of like, uh, political. Like they're very politicized, politicized, politicized. Yeah, political, in the, in the, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah politicized political. humor. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I, I I'm hoping that I can be kind of a fresh take of like. Hey, here's how I'm a dum dum all the time. <laughs> yeah, Portland, and one of the things that's funny about Portland is much like Mormonism is a bit cliche and boring in in Utah. Yeah. You know, especially when I came up in comedy in Provo, like every other joke was the same because it was all about us being Mormons or whatever. Portland, that's kind of how liberal politics is. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, you know, when when you stand up, you're the eighth comic that night. Hey, I sure hate Trump. You know, really, right, right. really, tell me something special. You know, so I think you can be as a non political comic. Yeah, you could be a great voice out there. So, how, do you have contacts out there already? Um, no, I don't know if I have contacts. I have a few, a few buddies that do comedy out there that I'll try yeah. to try to try to fish for some contacts. Well, it's a, a big loss for Utah, man. You're a big part of the. Of the uh, comedy scene here, it's been it's been fun, and and uh, Keith Stubbs and Wise Guys has been amazing. He's so great. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are those guys are awesome, uh, and it's been good to meet like comics like Steve and Jay Whitaker. Yeah, he's a good comic. Good uh, guys. I love I love working with Steve a lot. I don't know if Steve's told this story, so I'm gonna steal the story. No, please Steve, do. Because we're talking about the whole Mormon boy. Yeah, comment. yeah, yeah. So Steve and I did this show for this guy who was, it was, it was such a weird, weird This show. is Steve Solberg, our guest from last week. Yeah, we did, we did, uh, a couple of shows for the order of the Eagle. Order of the Eagle. I don't even know what that is. It's, it's like a fraternity kind of like, 
hmm. kind of like the Elk Lodge type of yeah. thing. They're trying to raise money. So we did a comedy show with some guy from California for him. And this guy looks at me and he's like, he's like, Fonacalafi, what kind of Spanish name is that? And I guess, <laughs> Again, not even uh, your look, but right. how idiotic do you have to be to go Fonacalafi? Right. Clearly you're a Mexican. Right? Like, oh. It, oh, it, that's funny. It means I'm not. It means yeah. I'm not a Mexican. That's yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it means. Um, so I, when we had Yosamo on, they had put together a video uh-huh. of Polynesian stereotypes. Ooh, fun. And their original claim was that they're not true. But then we started talking about them and they started telling me which ones were true. I'm not Polynesian. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm going to ask you and you can opine on this. They gave their opinions on it too. Uh, all Polynesians have a short fuse. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Your face there got scary for a minute. <laughs> They were saying that they were saying that in 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 Polynesian culture and where, where they live that it's it's flat out like you're joking around best friend whatever say one wrong thing snap. Well, well you gotta you gotta think about it like this like like here's my theory on that. Um, true, by the way. <laughs> Just that uh, but but like I think it's more so with like the fobs people who yeah. come out like. I think I think I learned it, about that fresh off the boats. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> new to the using, states using some lingo. Yeah, uh, but they yeah you got to think of it like like because uh, they're they're on an island. So so just to like make the equivalent, imagine that you're in a snowstorm with all your roommates and you're just stuck in the house. Oh yeah, and you're really nice to each other, <laughs> but then like one like one uh, day one like yeah. farts and you're like really <laughs> what's wrong with you? Explode on them. <laughs> our next one. All Polynesians can sing. Uh, uh, that's true. Do you sing? I, uh, only, only if I could be coaxed. You've got a good, rich voice. (laughs) You should be doing voiceover work. You've got a good voice. I've been working on that. I want to do voiceover work. You should, by all means. I've sang for a select few girls that decided to marry someone they actually (laughs) love. (laughs) Maybe your song inspired them to find the one they love. Uh, all Polynesians play football. Also true, uh, even if we don't want to. <laughs> Coaches just see you. You're right. a big guy. You play. You're Polynesian. You're going to play football. Yeah, I uh, I tried to get out of it for three years. Uh, I was a bigger wrestler. Yeah. Uh, but my dad, my dad was very keen on me playing football. You're going to play football no matter what. All yeah. pol- all Polynesians look alike. Oh man, <laughs> are they? Did they say most of these are false? <laughs> Uh, they, 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 well, the video says most of them are false, but then when we were sitting here, they were like, no, every one of these is true. They were saying even among Polynesians, they confuse each other. They yeah, were saying yeah, with each other. Yeah. It's, it's You've the, seen that. It's the treasure troll nose. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Okay. Uh, all Polynesians know each other. Um, I'm not sure if a new one was born. I'll check at the meeting. Yeah. Later on this week. <laughs> They were saying that that what happens a lot is, like, you'll say, oh, by the way, do you know this guy? And they, they get really angry, like, man, why would you think we know this guy? Just because we're, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, that I've, happens a lot. I find myself, uh, I find myself faking it. Yeah. Like, like some, like, even Polynesian people be like, oh, yeah, you know Feke? And I'm like, oh, yeah, Feke. Feke. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he fell down and he broke his leg. Oh, I broke his leg? <laughs> I just talked to him last week. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> 
I mean, I mean, I thought I talked to him. Right? I thought he no, appeared. I, he I appeared about before it. me. I prayed about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the last one is uh, all Polynesians like Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> that one made me laugh. I, I want, I want to say no to one of these. <laughs> like, I really do like Hawaiian pizza. I, but my my point to them was everybody loves Hawaiian. I love Hawaiian pizza. I mean, you know. Well, maybe that's a, yeah. Yeah. So that one isn't so odd. It's funny they call it Hawaiian pizza with Canadian bacon. I know like it's, because not there's nothing Hawaii because it has pineapple. And why is it why is it called Canadian? Why can't they just call it a slice of sandwich meat that we yeah, just put? Yeah, it's ham. Why is it Canadian bacon? I think that's offensive to the. I think the Canadian the Hawaiian pizza is offensive to Hawaiians and Canadians. I think they should boycott that. <laughs> And Italians, for that matter. You know, the whole thing. You want to talk about cultural problems. The Hawaiian pizza is an absolute cultural disaster. It's like the biggest appropriated. It's it's misappropriated, <laughs> literally offending Italians, Canadians, and Hawaiians. <laughs> but are we going to stop eating it? Not a chance. No. No, no way. This has been so fantastic. Josh, you are so funny and such a good guy. I'm really bummed that you are leaving... Utah, but I have no doubt that you'll be back. Oh, uh, obviously, Wise Guys is a big fan of yours, and uh, you have got a show coming up this weekend. I do this weekend, Friday, Saturday. Where is that show going to be? Uh, so I'm going to be at the Ogden Wise Guys. Yeah, best um, club. If you are in Ogden, if you are in Salt Lake, if you're anywhere near, oh yeah, if you are anywhere near Ogden Wise Guys, you need to go see Josh. He is so just funny. You will have a blast. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> but you'll really have a great time. Shows are... 8 p.m. 8 p.m. both nights. 8 p.m. both nights. Uh, if they go to wiseguyscomedy.com, use uh, promo code hashtag Josh. Gets you half off tickets. Hashtag Josh gets you half off tickets. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Go check it out. Uh, we're going to be posting this week some bits from uh, Drive Our Comedy, and, and I think you have one other special. That's on YouTube. Uh, oh no, that's the that's the same one. Some other material. Yeah, some other material. You're in a different shirt. Maybe that's what threw me off. <laughs> Did you wear t-shirts during dry bar? I think there's some stuff at Wise Guys actually. Oh, is that you there? have on YouTube? I think so. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a couple of videos. Yeah. So on Facebook this week, uh, we'll be sharing some of Josh's material. Uh, but you should look it up, and you should look up his his dry bar comedy special. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Josh, thank you for coming in. Uh, we're going to finish off with the same question we ask every one of our guests. And every time we get a different answer, what does being a member of the church mean to you? Uh, happiness, peace, um, strength. I think that that's the things the church has given me. It's beautiful. That's the mission of the church right there. Bring us <laughs> happiness, peace, and strength. Uh, so again, this weekend, Wise Guys Comedy, check out the Dry Bar Comedy Special, and uh, Josh Fonokalafi. Fonokalafi, there it is. Thank you so much for <laughs> being my you. guest today and sharing your latter-day latter life with us. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you to Josh Fonokalafi. Um, I was listening to the episode and playing some parts for my wife, and she said, you know, between Josh and Steve Solberg, she's like, you got to figure something out. You're just sitting there laughing the entire time. 
and I have this terrible wheezy laugh. But I got to tell you, Josh Funakalafi is so funny. And I mean, in person, just as funny, but just such a good, good guy. If you get a chance to see him this weekend at Wise Guys or anytime you see that he's performing, please, please go check him out. You will not be sorry. This week in my Latter-day life, uh, I have bad days like everybody else where you just kind of wake up and nothing seems to be right. And I was stressed out uh, earlier this week and just kind of, it was going to be one of those days. One of the great loves of my life is sourdough bread. I just love sour, real crunchy, chewy sourdough bread. And here in Utah, there's a grocery store called Harmon's. They actually bake their bread right there in-house and they were trained by folks in San Francisco, and it just is this dark, crusty, wonderful bread. And I would say almost every day that I'm in town, I go buy a loaf of their bread, and we munch on it throughout the day or have it for dinner, whatever. And it's just amazing bread. And I went to pick up the bread uh, earlier this week, and I went a little bit earlier than I normally go. And there was a woman working there who uh, I had seen before, but I had never interacted with her. And when she walked up to help me, uh, I just said, yeah, I'll just take a loaf of sourdough. And she started pointing to different loaves of bread that they had sitting out. And I was confused by this. Why was she pointing? I'd asked for the loaf of sourdough. And that was when I realized that she was deaf. And she was unable to hear what I was asking. And so she was pointing. And I was actually buying a couple of different kinds of bread and through a series of pointing, and she motioned, do you want it sliced? And I said, no, and I shook my hands, I don't want it sliced. And and then she kind of asked with her hands, is there anything else? And I said, no, and she, she bagged it all up. And it was actually quite a procedure. I take for granted the baker I normally see, who I just say, hey, give me a, a, a loaf of sourdough long, not sliced, or whatever else I buy there. It took a little bit of work to really figure this thing out together. And she handed me the bread, and, and I motioned with my head, thank you. I hope it came across. I mouthed the word thank you. And as I walked off, I, re- I was kind of thinking to myself, wow, that was, that was a lot of work to get just a, a couple of loaves of bread. And while I walked away, I thought, you know, that was a lot of work for me for about 30 seconds. And this is what this woman does all day, every day. I've seen her at the bakery many times. She works with coworkers who can't communicate with her. She works with people like me who can't communicate with her. And she has to figure this out every single day, all day of her life. And I had this moment where I stopped and I said, Sean, what are you complaining about this morning? Go ahead. Go ahead and explain what is so difficult in your life this morning. It was a humbling moment, and I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful for that young woman and the work that she does at the grocery store and her example of just pushing through. The truth of the matter is, my life is so wonderful, I have no reason to complain. And I really need to be careful. And that is what is happening this week in my Latter-day life. Thank you so much uh, for joining us this week. Thanks to my guest, uh, Josh Vonokalafi. And uh, again, next week, we're going to have another wonderful show. If you enjoy the show, we just checked the other day. We are up to 35 reviews on Apple Podcasts. We have a five-star average. Thank you so much. That's five out of five, not five out of 10. But uh, we do have a five-star average. And we just thank you so much. If you haven't reviewed us yet, you get a minute 
and you could give us a review. Boy, that would mean the world to us. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We do tend to post a lot of things. This week we'll be posting uh, and sharing some of Josh's uh, comedy we did this past week with Steve Solberg, and we will continue to do so. Uh, so you can check us out, and if, if you get a chance to share us, that's even better, and uh, and share the good word that we're trying to spread. So next week we'll be back with just another fantastic show, but until then, remember as always, there is a great big beautiful world out there. So go be in it, just not of it. Thanks for listening.